0: Fame Jackie Gary Stevens, you're listening to The Horse
1: Talk Show. Welcome to The Horse Talk Show presented by Peterson and Smith Equine Hospital. I'm your host, Louisa Barton, and in the studio with me, I have Editor-in-Chief from the Wire-to-Wire and Florida horse, Brock Sheridan. Hi, Brock. Hello there. It's lovely to have you with us. Nice to be here. Uh, Usually people get big hangovers after probably the most exciting race in the world and certainly the two most exciting minutes in sports and that is the Kentucky Derby. This is a bit of a hangover that's hanging on a little bit longer and that is due to an infraction during the race by the winning horse and uh, of course, that is out there at question. We're seeing a number of different videos uh, circulating the internet now, uh, different points of views from different cameras, from different organizations. And we're seeing a number of different possibilities of what happened in the race. Uh, the race was called uh, fouled. And uh, Maximum Security, who won the Kentucky Derby and ran an incredible race, I might add, uh, was disqualified as the winner and put back in place 17 in the race behind the last horse that was uh, fouled in the move that he made crossing the track. So it was uh, very uh, upsetting. We were there at the Derby and of course there was a lot of booing, a lot of unhappy people. Um, some of the way that this all came about was definitely questioned by uh, hundreds of people, thousands of people perhaps. Uh, I'm going to let Brock kind of just give me his uh, his feedback from what What happened uh, on Saturday at the Derby? Your thoughts, Brock?
0: Well, it was a very confusing situation, especially for the average fan, because basically they got their information from the NBC telecast, so they didn't get to see all the angles. NBC did a nice job of uh, showing the infraction later, but I have to agree with the stewards. I've seen a couple of different angles of this thing. Um, And I think uh, that uh, Maximum Security clearly left his lane and came out on uh, War of Will. Uh, After the race on NBC, uh, jockey Luis Saez on uh, Maximum Security said that the horse came out on War of Will. and He said that I quickly corrected him. He said it wasn't intentional. So that tells you that that he thinks the horse came out. On uh, the Today Show, owner Gary West said that he admitted the horse came out, left his lane. and So I think it was a tough decision, a very difficult decision, no doubt about it, but I think that that uh, maximum security definitely came out, left his lane, and uh, impeded on uh, war of will. And uh, I, I think the stewards made the right call, difficult call, but I think they made the right call.
1: Now some of the questions out there, uh, especially from the general public and the fans, are why did the stewards not put an inquiry up? as soon as this infraction happened, if this was a big enough deal to Prevent the winning horse from being the winning horse and being disqualified. Why would not? Why wouldn't the stewards put up an immediate inquiry so that the fans knew what was going on, rather than this? Um, uh, to have the jockey who actually came second be the first person to file the inquiry. That was Flavian Pratt. and then John Court also um, said, you know, an inquiry needed to happen. There was a foul. Any understanding of that?
0: You know, that's a that's a very good question on uh, uh, why the uh, inquiry sign did not flash on the tote board. Now, I have been a steward before, and there are some tote boards where you can either put up the jockey objection or the inquiry. You can't put up both. Uh, I don't know if that's a very good excuse, but um, I don't know whether the track announcer did not announce whether there was an inquiry or not, but I think that would have helped if they would have made clear to the racing public that there was a stewards inquiry. In other words, they were looking at the at the, the infraction themselves, uh, not just because of the jockeys calling the foul. So that is a good question, and I don't really have an answer to why that inquiry sign didn't flash.
1: Yes, and I, and my understanding is that they were looking at who to send to the testing barn at that moment is what they said. So apparently that infraction was not something they noticed enough to to immediately say, okay, we can't call the winner. Uh, One of the really, I think, upsetting things, uh, definitely from the West's perspective, um, and and I had a chance to talk to Jeff Kirk, Jeff and Carolyn Kirk, who actually trained maximum security here in Ocala, and, and they said one of the most upsetting things was that, You know, Mrs. West was able to hold the roses for 20 minutes or so, and then they actually went and took them back off her. And after 40 years in the racing business, that has to be absolutely devastating because the Derby is what everybody works towards, wanting to win. Um, I feel like maybe that could have been avoided with a faster inquiry maybe, and maybe some of that wouldn't have been quite so agonizing for everybody. So that's my thoughts on that. The other thing I I looked into a little bit is is category one and category two race rules. So in much of the world, category one states that if a horse doesn't impede the horse that would win, if he didn't, then he would not be taken down. But in America, and the Category 2 race rules, if you impede any horse in the race, you're taken down. Do you think that America should be on the Category 1 race rules? And do you think if they were, that he might not have been disqualified?
0: My opinion is I think that th- that particular ruling was, was valid because you don't know... Uh, if long-range Toddy or if War of Will would have gone on to win the race. I mean, he had every opportunity to pass maximum security in the stretch, his momentum was also stopped. Um, I mean, you can see Tyler Gaffney, the jockey on War of Will, clearly stand up and stop the momentum, uh, as, as well as John Cord on Long Range Toddy. So it's one of those things where you know it, yeah, it appears as though uh, Maximum Security was the best horse in the race, and I think he was the best horse in the race. But you don't really know. I mean, when they're when they uh, um, minimum stop like that uh, you can't get a horse going you know they're not real push button some horses can pick it up and get going just like galley sheba in the 1987 he went to his knees right got up and passed uh, bet twice but uh, not every horse can actually you know accelerate or have that fast turn of foot so i think it was the right call um and i, I think it was the, the right I think the stewards made a tough tough decision and you know I feel for the West too because they're very good for the sport that you know they spend a lot of money and uh, you know you bring up a good point it's very agonizing for them
1: yes it was a, a very tough 22 minutes I think that they uh, they waited for that answer do you think jockey maturity plays into any of this so for example um, you know the the jockey on maximum security 27 uh, we have jockeys like Mike Smith 15 and John Court at 58 who are super seasoned. Do you think that if that makes any difference to the outcome of this race with an older jockey or do you think that the horse just veered and and, and is what it is and Lewis did the best he could to straighten him back up?
0: I don't think any jockey whether it would have been a Mike Smith or uh, you know the ghost of Willie Shoemaker could have uh, corrected that horse any faster than Luis Saez did. I thought Louis say the jockey on maximum security did a did a really good job of trying to get that horse back as soon as it possibly as soon as it happened uh he did a very good job on that uh whether maturity played into the uh the fact that tyler gaflione never filed the objection you know it was one of his first derbies and maybe he didn't feel like he you know was the seasoned jockey but uh you know that's that really doesn't make any difference because john court of course is the oldest jockey to ever ride in the derby and, um, uh, or he would have been the oldest jockey to win it, I know that, and he called the foul, so he, you know, he's, he was seasoned enough to make, the, to make a, uh, an objection.
1: And you think that's the reason that Tyler didn't file an objection?
0: I don't know. I, you know, I hate to speak for Tyler, uh, but that's one of the things that I thought of. It was his first derby, and maybe he was a little less inclined to uh, you know, call a, uh, claim a foul at that point. Mm-hmm,
1: absolutely. Do you think that the very tragic and unfortunate circumstance chances at Santa Anita in the past few months and the loss of of some horses' lives played at all into the steward's decision or do you think it was cut and dried? Or do you think that now with safety in the forefront of racing that there's more pressure now for the stewards to uh, pull a horse down when there is a dangerous situation?
0: I don't think it had much to do with their decision. I think those stewards probably would have made that decision regardless of the Santa Anita uh situation. Um I think that uh you know, if it, if, it, if I ran Churchill Downs, I think I'd like to see 14 horses in the Derby as opposed to 20. That was my
1: next question. Is uh,
0: I think if you're really concerned about safety, that's what you're going to do. You're going to start 14 horses. I like 20 horses as a gambler because I like the big payoffs. But for safety of the horse and the jockey, I believe there should be 14. That first turn is it can be a, a real. Uh, you know car wreck
1: yes absolutely and and my last question is watching the whole race over and over again since saturday in slow motion in many different takes on it and watching it over and over i see more than five or six horses veering and bumping in the first say third or even half of the race none of those were disqualified or called as a foul is there a reason that you can veer and twirve in the first part and not get disqualified, or was that just not paid attention to because it wasn't the end of the race?
0: I don't think it was a case of not paying attention to it, but I do think that if a horse causes a foul at any point in the race, uh it's a foul um you know a great uh example of that is Bayern and the breeders cup That's classic right. a couple of years ago yeah. came out of the starting gate and swerved and, and uh, wiped out a couple of horses The stewards kind of justified that well it was out of the starting gate but i don't think so i think at any point in the race uh, if there's a foul, there's a foul. Uh, it's kind of like uh, any other sport. Eh? Offensive holding is offensive holding. I agree. Any point in the race. So I think you bring up a good point. I can't answer the question why they didn't.
1: Very good. Brock Sheridan, appreciate the uh, input and uh, I think that the the question of a court hearing is out there with the West. I certainly know how they feel and I can empathize with them. Uh, I don't know what the outcome of that will be, but uh, it certainly was the most controversial and strangest derby in history and for me uh, definitely an interesting one. I left there with quite an anticlimax feeling quite sad for maximum security, but I got to visit him on Sunday morning and he looked well, so uh, let's hope he goes on to have a great and incredible career he was put in a $16,000 claiming race because they didn't think he was ever going to be able to run and I bet some people are very very glad he didn't get claimed and out there somewhere he has a half sister who sold for $5,000 and a dam that sold for $11,000 whoever you are out there you've got some pretty exciting horses right now <laughs> I'm Louisa for the Horse Talk Show